Welcome to Zichud Avsi Man Memorial Avram Goldhai and today Masekhah's Kedushan Dav Tezbah, the first parakeh Isha Nikneis. The Zichud Masekhah's Kedushan program has been generously sponsored as a schutz for Chazakah Satora. So the three topics we're going to focus on number one, a Bryce on the previous Dav listed the Machlok as about several differences between an Evid Ivri who sold himself and one sold by Basin. Here the more explains the opinion that one who sold himself does not receive Hanaka gifts when he goes free. The Pasik says about one sold by Basin, Hanik Tanik Lo, you shall surely give him gifts. Lo, Belo teaching that they are only given to him and not to one who sells himself. The Gemara asks what the other ton of Darshan from the word Lo. It can't exclude the heirs from inheriting the gifts if he dies before receiving it because the Torah calls him a Sahir, a hired worker, indicating that his heirs should inherit his gifts as a worker's heirs inherit his wages. The more explains it excludes a balchov, a creditor, from collecting the gifts. For one would think the creditor can collect them based on Rabbi Nassim's principle, that if one is owed money from a second person and that person is owed money from a third person, we take the money from this last person and give it to this first person. The first opinion does not need to exclude a balchov because he doesn't agree with Rabbi Nassim's principle. Point number two, Rebelezim Yaakov requires three psukim to teach that each type of Evid Ivri, one who sold himself, one who sold by Basin and in Nirza, goes free in Yovel. Although he may hold of the Gzair Shava, Sakhir Sakhir, comparing the two types of sales, a Pasik is still needed for one sold by Basin, but one can argue, Maharu Basin da Avid Isura, one sold by Basin, who transgressed a prohibition of stealing, say, I would say we penalize him not to go free in Yovel. The Pasik teaches otherwise. A third Pasik is required to teach that a Nirza also goes free in Yovel because one could say that one sold by Basin goes free at Yovel because his time to leave has not yet arrived. Of all Nirtz, the Matai Zimne, but a Nirtz whose time to leave has already come, yet he opted to remain a servant, I would say we penalize him not to go free at Yovel. If only a Nirtz was written, one could say he goes free in Yovel because he already served six years, but once by Basin, who has not yet served his term, would not go free early in Yovel. And point number three, Bryce records about the Pasuk, If the Jewish slave of an idolater was not redeemed by these, meaning his relatives, then he goes free in Yovel. Rabbi Yosef Aglili says, When he is redeemed by these relatives, he goes to freedom. But if he's redeemed by any other person, he goes to servitude for that person. Rabbi holds the reverse, that if others redeem him, he goes free. But if relatives redeem him, he must serve them. The Gemara Nishu explains that they argue how to read the Pasuk, but ultimately says the basis for the argument is a logical one. Rabbi Yosef Glil holds it's logical that he should serve others who redeem him, because if he would go free, they would hold back and not redeem him. Rabbi Kiva holds it's logical that he should serve relatives who redeem him, because otherwise, every day he would go and sell himself to idolaters, knowing his relatives will free him. So once again, the three points are, number one, a Bryce on the previous Dav listed in the Malchok is about several differences between an Evid Ivri who sold himself and one sold by Basin. Here the more explains the opinion that one who sold himself does not receive Hanaka, gifts, when he goes free. The Pasuk says about one sold by Basin, Hanek Tanik Lo, you shall surely give him gifts. Lo, Belo teaching that they are only given to him and not to one who sells himself. The Gemara asks what the other ton of Darshans from the word Lo. It can't exclude the heirs from inheriting the gifts if he dies before receiving it because the Torah calls him a sahir, a hired worker, indicating that his heirs should inherit his gifts as a worker's heirs inherit his wages. The more explains it excludes a balchov, a creditor, from collecting the gifts. For one would think the creditor can collect them based on Rabbi Nassim's principle, that if one is owed money from a second person and that person is owed money from a third person, we take the money from this last person and give it to this first person. The first opinion does not need to exclude a Balko because he doesn't agree with Rabbi Nassim's principle. Point number two, Rebelezim Yaakov requires three psukim to teach that each type of Evid Ivri, one who sold himself, one who sold by Basin and in Nirza, goes free in Yovel. 
Although he may hold of the Gzair Shava, Sakhir Sakhir, comparing the two types of sales, a Pasik is still needed for one sold by basin, but one can argue, Maharu Basin David Isura, one sold by basin, who transgressed a prohibition of stealing, say, I would say we penalize him not to go free in Yovo. The Pasik teaches otherwise. A third Pasik is required to teach that a Nirza also goes free in Yovo because one could say that one sold by basin goes free at Yovo because his time to leave has not yet arrived. Of Al Nirtz the Matai Zimne, but a Nirtz whose time to leave has already come, yet he opted to remain a servant, Ema Niknese. I would say we penalize him not to go free at Yovo. If only a Nirtz was written, one could say he goes free in Yovo because he already served six years, but one sold by Basin, who has not yet served his term, would not go free early in Yovo. And point number three, Bryce records in Machlokas about the Pasuk, If the Jewish slave of an idolater was not redeemed by these, meaning his relatives, then he goes free in Yovo. Rabbi Yosei Aglili says, When he is redeemed by these relatives, he goes to freedom. But if he's redeemed by any other person, he goes to servitude for that person. Rabbi holds the reverse, that if others redeem him, he goes free. But if relatives redeem him, he must serve them. The Gemara Nishu explains that they argue how to read the Pasuk, but ultimately says the basis for the argument is a logical one. Rabbi Yosef Glil holds it's logical that he should serve others who redeem him, because if he would go free, they would hold back and not redeem him. Rabbi Kiva holds it's logical that he should serve relatives who redeem him, because otherwise, every day he would go and sell himself to idolaters, knowing his relatives will free him. All right, so now we go to Simradaf Tezvav, and our standard simon is a fruit bowl. Why is that? Because Tezvav relates to Tubishvat, fruit, and we use a fruit bowl to make it a little more distinct. So a fruit bowl is the simon. So here it goes. After the rich master presented a diamond-sided fruit bowl of gifts, only to the Evid sold by Bastin, three fruit bowls arrived and were given to three different types of Evid Ivri to celebrate their freedom at Yobel, leaving only the Jewish slave of an idol to redeem by his rich uncle, who wasn't going free, empty-handed. Once again, it's motion. After the rich master presented a diamond-sided fruit bowl, fruit bowl, that must be more enough, Tezvav, Tubishvat. After the rich master presented a diamond set of fruit bowl full of gifts, only to the evidence sold by Bastin, which reminds us, a bright on the previous dove listed in Machok is about several differences between an evid Ivri who sold himself and one sold by Bastin. Here the Gemara explains the opinion that one who sold himself does not receive Anaka gifts when he goes free. The Pusik says about one sold by Bastin, Hanek Taniklo, you shall surely give him gifts. Teaching that they are only given to him and not to one who sells himself. The more brings an explanation for what the other ton of darshans from the word lo. So, after the rich master presented a diamond set of fruit bowl full of gifts, only to the evid sold by Bastin, three fruit bowls arrived and were given to the three different types of evid ivri to celebrate their freedom at Yobo, which reminds us Rebbe Yezim and Yaakov requires three psukim to teach that each type of evid ivri, one who sold himself, one sold by Bastin, and a nirza, go free at Yovo. So, after the rich master presented a diamond set of fruit bowl full of gifts, owing to the evid sold by Bastin, three fruit bowls arrived and were given to the three different types of evid ivri to celebrate their freedom at Yovel, leaving only the Jewish slave of an idol to redeem by his rich uncle, who wasn't going free, empty-handed, which reminds us, this malchokas of a Jewish slave of an idolater goes free when redeemed by relatives or others. But Yossi Agui holds, it's logical he should serve others who redeem him, because if he would go free, they would hold back and not redeem him. Rabbi Kiva holds it's logical that he should serve relatives who redeem him because otherwise every day he would go and sell himself to idolaters knowing his relatives will free him. So once again, after the rich master presented a diamond set of fruit bowl full of gifts, owing to the Evid, sold by Bastin, three fruit bowls arrived and were given to the three different types of Evid Ivri to celebrate their freedom at Yovel, leaving only the Jewish slave of an idol to redeem by his rich uncle who wasn't going free, empty-handed. All right, so now it's time for Forbal Bar Chazara. 
Daf Yud Av. So the Simon Daf Yud Av is stars based on the 11 stars in Yosef's dream. So here goes. The girl standing under the diamond-shaped stars at night. Stars? That must be on Daf Yud Aleph. The girl standing under the diamond-shaped stars at night refused to accept Kesav Kedushin less than a dinar, which reminds us that this stuff primarily discusses reasons for Beishamai's ruling that Kedushin with money requires a dinar. Rabbi Zer offers the first explanation. A woman is particular regarding herself and doesn't agree to become married for less than a dinar. Beishamai is not discussing a case where a woman would stretch out her hand and accept even less than a dinar. Rather, he's referring to where the woman did not see the money given to her because she accepted it at night or appointed a shalit to accept Kedushin for her, in which case Beishamai assumes that a woman does not consent to Kedushin for less than a dinar. So the girl standing under the diamond-shaped stars at night who refused to accept Kesef Kedushin less than a dinar was thrilled when she saw a young man approach with some Kesef Tzuri, which reminds us Rav Yosef explains Beishamai's ruling based on the statement of Rabasi, Kol Kesef Amr Batura Kesef Tzuri, any Kesef mentioned in the Torah refers to Tyrian currency, Mishal Divreim Kesef Medina, and any Kesef mentioned by the rabbis refers to provincial currency. Tyrian currency was made from pure silver and didn't have a pruta, which is from copper. Since the Torah required a silver coin for Kedushin by indicating Kesef, it's understood that a coin of significant value is required, which Beishamai interprets to be a dinar. So the girl standing under the diamond-shaped stars at night who refused to accept Kesef Kedushin, less than a dinar, was thrilled when she saw a young man approach with some Kesef Tzuri, who was accompanied by his Ami Ivriya he purchased for a dinar. Which reminds us, Reish Lakish explains, that Beishamai derives the minimum amount for Kedushin from the minimum amount for the sale by Ami Ivriya, a Jewish maidservant, which is a dinar. Daf Yud Beis, so the symbol Daf Yud Beis is 12 brothers. So here goes. Six of the diamond brothers, six brothers and another six, 12 brothers all together? That must be more in Daf. Yud Beis. Six of the Diamond Brothers were so busy worrying that the date a man gave their sister for Kedushin was worth a Shabbat and Maddai, which reminds us the Gemara relates that a man once gave a woman a date for Kedushin and Shmuel ruled that even if an entire core of dates is only worth a dinar and a single date is less than a pruta, she's considered married. Chayshin and Shem and Shabbat and Maddai were concerned that perhaps it's worth a pruta and Maddai where dates are less available. So, Six of the Diamond Brothers are so busy worrying that the date a man gave their sister for Kedushin was worth a Shavapruta and Madai, and the other six brothers were distracted telling the mother of the man who was Makadashir with a blue stone the day earlier that they don't believe her that it was worth a Shavapruta, which reminds us, a man once married a woman with a blue stone and another man married her afterwards. Rav Chista evaluated the stone to see if it was worth a Pruta to determine if she was married to the first or second man. After Rav Chista determined that the stone was not worth a Pruta and she was married to the second man, the first man's mother told Rav Chista that the stone was worth a Pruta on the day of the Kedushin. Rav Chisar responded, Love kol kaminach da asras la'abasva is not within your ability to prohibit her to the second man through your testimony. So, six of the Diamond Brothers were so busy worrying that the date a man gave their sister for Kedushin was worth a Shavapruta Madai, and the other six brothers were distracted telling the mother of the man who was Makadashi with the blue stone the day earlier that they don't believe her that it was worth a Shavapruta, that they didn't notice that their other sister sat in silence after a man told her she should become Mukadeshis with the four Zuz wrapped in the Hadassim he gave her earlier, which reminds us a man once married a woman with a mat of hadasim. When he was told it was worth less than a pruta, he responded, let her become married with the farzuz wrapped inside it. She kept the money and was silent. Rava said, the case is silence after money was given. And any silence after money is given is meaningless and does not constitute consent. So the simmer Daf Yud Gimel is a bar mitzvah boy. So here goes. The bar mitzvah boy, bar mitzvah boy, that must be more on Daf Yud Gimel.
The bar mitzvah boy standing at the diamond-shaped pulpit, who was shocked when a man stole a ribbon from a girl and then handed it to her. For Kedushim, which reminds us, the Gemara that a man once stole ribbons from a woman, and when she asked for them, he responded, If I give them to you, will you be married to me? She accepted them and was silent. But Nachum ruled that she can say, Ain shakli, bididi shakli. Yes, I took them, but I took that which was mine and did not accept them as Kedushim. So the bar mitzvah boy standing at the diamond-shaped pulpit who was shocked when a man stole a ribbon from a girl and then handed it to her for Kedushin. Wisely refused to get involved because he wasn't qualified and it would be worse than bringing a mabble. Which reminds Rav Yudah quoted Shmuel, Koshen and Yedei Gidim Kedushin. Anyone who does not know the laws of a Gidim and Kedushin lo yehelo esekimahen should have no involvement in them. Rav Yochanan added, and those who involve themselves without qualification are worse for the world than the generation of the flood. So the bar mitzvah boy standing at the diamond-shaped pulpit who was shocked when a man stole a ribbon from a girl and then handed it to her for Kedushin wisely refused to get involved because he wasn't qualified and it would be worse than bringing a mabul and shared that he had plans to bring the oil for his late mother because she booted the Raisa and she died after bringing her khatas. Which reminds us two disputes were recorded which revolve around if she booted the Raisa. The obligation of a person's property is beholden to a debt biblically requiring payment after his death. A mission states about a woman who gave birth who brought her requisite khatas but died before bringing her Ola, that her heirs must bring her Ola. Shmuel qualifies this, it only applies where she designated an Ola while she was still living. But if she didn't, her heirs do not bring an Ola. The Gemara deduces that he holds Shibuda loved the Raisa. The obligation on her inherited property is not beholden biblically. Rabbi Yochanan says the heirs must bring her Ola even if she did not designate one because he holds Shibuda the Raisa. Daf Yedalad. So the similar Daf Yedalad is a hand and we often use a juggler. So here goes. The Yavama who is juggling diamonds juggling. That must be learned Daf Yadalad, Yad. The Yavama who was juggling diamonds and received word that her Yavam died and she was permitted to the Shuk from a Kalvachomer, which reminds the Gemara brings the source of the Kinyanim of a Yavam. The Yavam's death permits her based on a Kalvachomer. If a married woman whose adultery is punishable by death becomes permitted through her husband's death, then the Yavama whose adultery is only a love should certainly become permitted with the Yavam's death. So the Yavama who was juggling diamonds and received word that her Yavam died and she was permitted to the Shuk from a Kalvachomer, decided to use the gems to be Kona and Evid with a Kenyan Kesef, which reminds the Gemara brings the Kenyanim of an Evid Ivri and the source for acquiring an Evid with money. The Torah teaches that an Ama Ivri can be redeemed by deducting time served from her original purchase price. This indicates she was originally purchased with money, proving that an Evid Ivri may be acquired with money. So the Yavama who's juggling diamonds and received word that a Yavam died and she was permitted to the Shuk from a Kalvachomer decided to use the gems to be Kona and Evid with a Kenyan Kasif and saw an Evid sold by Basin show off his bored ear to a Mokhar Atzmo who looked in disgust, which reminds us that Brisa discusses four distinctions between a servant who sells himself and one sold by Basin, one of them being that a Mokhar Atzmo Enonirza, one who sells himself, cannot have his ear bored to remain after completing his term. Mokharu Basin Nirza, but one sold by Basin, can have his ear bored to remain. Rabbi disputes all the distinctions, saying that both types of servants are only sold for six years, can be Nirza, receive gifts upon leaving, and can be given a Shifcha Kananis. Alright, so now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of ten questions. Number one. Which of an evid that was redeemed from an idolater goes free, depending on whether relatives or others redeemed him. That's on Duff. Tezvav. Good number two. Wish that they learn that a Yavam's death permits the Yavama to the Shuk based on a Kalvachomer. That's on Duff. Yadad. Good number three. Wish that does more bring a Pusik for the opinion that holds only a Machru based in receives gifts, not a Mokhar Atzmo. That's on Duff. 
Tazma. Good number four, which stuff? Do we have a Makhluk is whether there are four distinctions between a Makhru Atzmo and Makhru Basin, one of them being that only a Makhru Basin can become a Nirza. That's on Daf. Yadal. Good number five, which stuff? Do we have a question whether a man can be Makadish a woman with an item he stole from her? That's on Daf. Yud Gimel. Good number six. Which stuff did we learn? Kosh Tikusa Delachar Matamalus Lab Kumhi. Any silence after money was given is meaningless and does not constitute consent. That's on Dav. Yud Base. Good number seven. Which stuff did we have a question whether Tchilas Bia Kona or Sof Bia Kona? That's on Dav. Yud. Good number eight. Which stuff did we learn the different ways that an evidence acquired one of them being through a Kenyan Kesef? That's on Dav. Yadal. Good number nine. Which thing when the Rav Yosef's explanation from Beishomi's ruling is based on the fact that Kesef in the Torah is referring to Kesef Tsuri, which is silver, and has significant value. That's on Dav. Yadal. Good number ten. Which type are three different psukim brought to teach that the three different types of Evid Ivri go free at Yovel? That's on Dav. Tezvav. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is everybody. Ram Goldhar from Zichu Bushin. A great day and great learning.